Do you feel depressed most of the day, nearly every day? Are you losing interest in the activities you once enjoyed? Do you have low energy, problems with sleeping? Or a sluggish feeling? Or a feeling of agitation, perhaps? Well, these are all symptoms of something called seasonal affective disorder, or SAD. What is that, you may ask? Well, SAD is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same time every year. And if you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel mm, a bit off, perhaps moody even. Well, we've got your cure, baby. That's right. The boys at Cold Cans know what's going to turn around those winter blues. It's the Lagunitas Nighttime Fear the Dark Ale. All right. This is a good Seattle topic. Hey, cheers. Yeah, it is. It really is. Cheers, Joe. Holy cow, that first sip. That's really surprising. I thought it was going to be more difficult and bitter and stuff. That's that's really good stuff. Let's check the IBUs on this. 71 or 74. 74 I see online. I have the- It is. The font is weird, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, their their website's weird. There's like it's shitty punctuation and all sorts of like they're very cheeky over at Lagunitas. Well, maybe they would be better at copy editing if they weren't so goddamn depressed all the time, Joe. Hey, let's get right into it. So I think the the context for this is is we're on our what fifth day in a row here in Seattle where it's fucking gloomy and yeah. raining and and everybody we're finally doing an episode that's based around the weather. I mean that that's mm-hmm. what I want to start. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God Almighty. <laughs> Uh, everybody hey, if you ever need something you need to talk to strangers about, you're trapped in the elevator with someone who you kind of know but don't really know. First go, time at a hair barber? First time at a hair barber. Not a, <laughs> not barber, a dick I barber. <laughs> Which yeah, I, yeah. I guess would be a circumcision. Sure. First uh, time at your circumcision. What are you talking about? <laughs> you see this rain outside? <laughs> Christ, can't believe it's dark by 430. Oh. Okay, <laughs> that's, so yeah. That's my impression of being circumcised. Christ, it's dark by 4.30. Oh! All right. Keep going. Listeners, can you tell we're on our second episode? <laughs> yeah, we're going back, back to, to back. back. The cold can's back to back. The CCB2B. Hmm. And the CCB2B. That's that's enough to turn around my depression. Hashtag CCB2B. How great that sounds. Hey, I will tell you this honestly and completely. If we're going to dip into a dreary and dark Seattle... Uh, episode. Mm-hmm. I legitimately, and this, I, I really mean it. Not just saying this because it's on the mic. Legitimately, look forward to coming in here and doing cold cans. It's like a nice, like creative, fun thing to do with one of my best friends in the world. Yeah, it really always spruces up my mood. So, cheers to that, listeners. If you want to hear us jaw at each other, you can go fuck yourselves because we got to find some sunshine in this gloomy, overcast world of. Post Obama's presidency, all right? You were talking about the beer is your best friend, right? That's what you meant? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Best, yeah, okay. What did you think yeah. of it? Oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go. I just want to make to sure because I, I didn't yeah, want to, yeah. you know, I didn't want to get too high of a high because I knew it'd come back to two down. Sure. You didn't low think I was low. talking about you, right? I just wanted to make sure cool. that wasn't the case. Cool, cool, yep. cool. Okay, yep. good. Yep. Yeah, definitely the beer. Um, mm. Nothing else in here that brings me joy. No, but I, I do agree though. I think before it happens, I'm a little like, I'm like, oh, it's another, you know, another responsibility during the week. But then when it's happening, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's just like sex. Oh, well, sometimes <laughs> I gotta stop making that joke. I don't know why I keep doing that. I, I was gonna like say, I'm... listeners, though, sometimes it also just is sex. Let's just say <laughs> we have too many of these. I'm sorry, mom. I'm really um, no, but that's any any creative project is like that, right? It's really daunting. It's kind of like the writer's block for anything. It's like daunting to kind of sit down before you're about to go do the thing, even if you're just at work and you need to like generate create something besides just mm-hmm. respond or react to something like if you're if you're writing copy or whatever if i'm at work i'm writing like a spec or something i the the blank page is the worst you go i in no world am i going to sit down and actually start doing this and then if you do you kind of get into that like flow state our buddy in la alex gamberg likes to call it the flow state and i like that a lot because like progressive yeah that's the flo um, the flow state where you see flow, like she's kind of like a, one of those 3d image things where, you know, you have to get really close and then you back away and you see a 3d image. You see that when you're in a really productive, creative mood flow comes into your vision mm. and she's just right in front of you. Mm. But no, getting into that, you kind of get this momentum and this roller coaster, and then it starts to feel good. And, and I, I do you ever think flows wearing too much makeup in those progressive do commercials? Do I ever think that? Now in her defense, she's been doing it for what, over a decade now? No idea. I mean, it's been a she long time. She carved out a yeah, nice little. And she literally has job this for herself there. Oh sure. I mean, she's. Set. I'm not saying she she's not doing her own makeup. They're doing her makeup. I'm just. Are they putting too much makeup and on we're, her? We're not. I'm not commenting on like how she looks as a woman at all. She's, right. It's though that they created this character that needs to be represented in this very specific way, mm. and I think that is why they because she's like. They have her in like like action figures and stuff. She's literally like a mascot, so she can't look like an individual. She has to look like the character flow. That's a good point. I think that's it. What the fuck were we talking about? Oh, you're talking about creative flow. Yeah, creative flow, flow. state. Yeah, I think that's you, a combination of progressive and State Farm. <laughs> I think <laughs> oh, that got me. I think I think uh, I think it, it's. I think you have to find that. It's kind of like exercise. Like when you're in the doldrums, you got to find the thing that gets you into that like state. Mm-hmm. And it can be sports. It can be an active activity like activity. Uh, Activia. <laughs> it can be Activia the yoga. Activia gets me active in the bowel department. <laughs> get, I'll tell you a different kind of flow state I get into. <laughs> uh, it can be whatever, you know, But and in, in creative outlets are one. But to tie it back... In the dreariness, especially of winter, when it, when like hanging out's kind of off the table, you have to sort of generate that feeling of sunshine, yeah, so to speak. And how do you do that, Joe? Honestly, this is 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 one way. Uh, just coming in here and just trying to you know drink as much alcohol as I can until I pass out. Mm. And then I, no, <laughs> no, make it like a podcast or whatever. I'm trying to do some writing and also like you know going out playing some sports, exercise. You got to fucking like shake it up or this shit can catch you yeah and it's and the thing about i think you're totally right there's just sometimes where you just can't do anything but there's a certain level of getting over like in seattle it rains you know all winter long and you just got to get over the hump of like 
it's okay for me to be outside and like throw a ball around in this. Sure. It doesn't have to prevent me from doing it. Back in the Midwest, it was the, it was a cold, obviously the like health hazard cold levels of cold that it gets to. You got to find something that like makes it okay for you to be out there and you, that you just overcome that b- obstacle in your mind. Yeah. I think, I think it, it can be out there both in a physical sense if that's what gets you like out of the doldrums a little bit or like out there in, in like terms a, of mixing it up. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know? In the proverbial sense, just like, just like, again, if, even if you are holding in, like do something that, that like shakes your, you up and gets you like motivated, like shakes your bowels up and gets you motivated. <laughs> and I'm talking about kombucha folks. So let's no, y- you, uh, I, I think you hit it there that like you gotta, you can't just sit back and be like, uh, here's another great excuse for me to complain. Yeah. Like it's winter. Something else is happening to me now. Yeah. And the world just won't deal me a hand, will it? And like, it's, it's winter, so I can't go outside and I can't be, and I have an excuse to be like dumpy and, and sad. Mm-hmm. Like, fine. Then if, if really happiness is rooted in whether or not it's raining outside, then move to LA. And if, if that's also not going to solve your problems and deep down you know about it, then you have to like figure out what it is that's stopping you from, from mm-hmm. like just enjoying your fucking life. Yeah. I think we might be getting too far away from the idea of like seasonal affective disorder as a real thing because I think it is a real thing. It, it is. So I, we are. I, I was just kind of generally talking about being bummed out about the weather. There's yeah. something above and beyond being bummed out and that's called fucking depression. Right. Or it's also called like in a different form, the seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Which is very common out here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the rain adds to the gloominess. Like back in the Midwest in the winter, the sun is still out. You know, it's super mm-hmm. cold and you can't step a foot outside. Yeah. But the sun, it's sunny most days. But there's a different type of like cabin fever to that too, though, that I, it's a different sure. feeling. I, we can go outside here. You couldn't there. But um, it's still there back there. You feel still feel trapped Oh, for sure. That like blowing hot air and your lips are dried out. And mm-hmm. I get bloody noses. And yeah, you're I rubbing Vaseline and crannies you didn't know you had. <laughs> yeah, it's so so again, I think it, it can happen anywhere, but yeah, it is. So is this something that you you think affects you like on your day-to-day life? Yeah, I mean, talking about the I wanted to bring up like the sunset time. Like the current sunset time in Seattle is 4:26 p.m. Oh, hey, and 6 the, minutes away, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So high by that point. Can't no, we get off the couch to see that it's dark outside? <laughs> But no, the thought of like walking home from work or driving home from work and it's worst. dark out, that's, yeah. That's Going to work part. and coming home from work and it's dark both times mm-hmm. is awful. <laughs> you feel like you're living in fucking the northern tip of Alaska or something. Mm-hmm. Or the suicide rate is very high. Yeah. I mean, so there is something very real to about like that sort of energy giving nature of the sun. Yeah. I mean, vitamin D, like just that basis of it. I think that's part of like the cure for, or, you know, a way to uh, alleviate your sad symptoms is like photo light therapy and just like getting vitamin D. What's photo light therapy? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's where you're like exposed to UV light. Oh, like okay, artificial okay, yeah. UV light. Sure. I mean, even down to like going to like a tanning bed. Yeah. I think that is part of it. Cool. No, I, I couldn't agree. Like I, I certainly am a, a, probably much less so, but afflicted by this. Like I get, I guess where my sort of, uh, inner demons come out is through like anxiety. I don't get, um, 
I don't necessarily get in these big like ruts where I go for a long stretch of time where I'm I'm like nothing matters or whatever. And I I totally like, I understand people that do. I don't necessarily get afflicted that way, but I'll I feel more anxious in the winter. So like mm-hmm. that's why I brought up the cabin fever in Wisconsin. I like will literally feel kind of trapped sometimes and like claustrophobic. Like oh nothing's all right. And now it's all breaking down and the walls are fucking closing in. And I I, I definitely get more of that uh, in in the winter here. So yeah. that's how my, like, kind of that manifests itself for me. Yeah, same. And sadly enough, when that happens to me, many times I will be like, all right, I'm going to crack a beer now because that will, like, take the sure. edge off. And it does, which is not a good thing. It's not a, you know, sustainable way to do it. Yeah, because you're going to come down off that and then yeah. you're going to come down farther. Yeah, unless unless you're ready for a nap, then that's okay. Sleep's good. You know, By I, the way, the tanning beds apparently are not... <laughs> Clicking not boys, prescribed. Know, yeah, bad advice again. Our lawyers advise us this is an entertainment show. Skincancer.org says tanning beds will not cure your seasonal affective disorder. Okay, sorry guys. To, yeah, suffice if to say, I don't know what light if therapy you're closing is. Closing the, the tanning bed over you with your headphones. With your earbuds. In, yeah. Open it now, unless it's a Final Destination type scenario where it crashes in on you Uh-oh. and you die. Have you seen that one? Uh, I'm not a big fan of like horror uh, yeah. slasher flicks, that kind of stuff. So no. I think it's killed in the tanning bed because it gets like trapped in on him. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, yeah. Well, but I could watch Get Out because that's a comedy. Was it heard. really classified in the yeah. comedy category? Oh, good I Lord. think it was like the Golden Globes or the Emmys or something. Really, classified it as Jordan a comedy. Peele wrote it, probably or directed yeah. it, or whatever he did. He did both. Hmm. Man of many hats. No, it, it was an amazing movie, but it wasn't a comedy movie. No. <laughs> That's why, yeah, and he's pissed about it, of course. Like, he didn't have anything to do with classification. Sure. That's dumb. Um, what were we talking about? We were Depression. getting into, like, well, we were also getting into sort of that the nighttime cycle thing. Um, oh, yeah. You were talking about how the sun's going down, like, sooner and sooner. And that, yeah, that that definitely gets to me. I, I think the one respite is if you're able to, like, then you get caught up in that, you you just have to get away. You have to plan travels, and a lot of people do. In the last episode we had, we talked about holidays being um, l- being lumped together. Mm. In what you theorized, which I really like this Nick Patry theory of holiday lumping to be, you're in the doldrums of winter and you need to get like to at least shake it up. So I think travel, even if you can't like necessarily go to someplace warm every winter, um, just like travel to a new place in your mind, buddy. <laughs> At four twenty, yeah, when the six sun goes minutes down. before sunset. Uh, but the, you know, you just gotta like just drive to a place like you haven't go fucking eat at a steakhouse you haven't ate at before or something yeah, like go do something up. new, and just change the because you can really kind of get in that fucking rut and that's that yeah you gotta tough. fight for it you really do you gotta you gotta like find that in yourself and be like I'm not gonna let this be okay right now. Yeah. If it's, you know, obviously if you're like actually depressed, then do you have more problems than that? But like, as far as getting out of the doldrums of winter, yes, I th- I agree. I think that's something you have to do. Well, even You got to try a new beer. I perhaps. would even extend that. Damn it. You tied it together. The last thing before you tie it all together and you did a very good job uh, is you could even extend that to depression. If, if you find yourself feeling the symptoms of depression or like anxiety in my case, it's not necessarily fight it like oh, I just have to get over this, but you have to fight it in that you got to find seek help. It's okay. Right. Like it's, it's a lot of people have this, right. and 
Sometimes you have to be like your own advocate, I think, is one thing they right. say. Like, you gotta, yeah. Or if, like, your you loved walk. ones are also telling you, like, hey, like, it's okay. Nobody's gonna be, like, pissed off. You're not in fucking high school anymore. Nobody's gonna be like, what a loser. This person's going and finding help for this thing. Like, it's fine. You gotta go go make it better and, and, and go get help. Like, everybody fucking, we all need a little help, don't we? We do. Uh, but you tied it together so well. We can cut that. Nope. Um, so you tied it back together really nicely. Oh, you almost hurt yourself. Now you know how it's like doing the Jesse voice. You can get the <laughs> no, nasal I know. passage can get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be spitting up blood for the next week. <laughs> you, you tied it together really nicely. One thing you could do is try a new beer, and that's what we're doing today. Yeah. So Lagunitas. And Lagunitas, uh, if anyone, fans of Cold Can Snap, saw us at Lagunitas last weekend. For yep. your birthday, uh, bar crawl. The super fans will fun know. time. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. How old am I? Am I? Um, <laughs> I've drank too much. Lagunitas. This is an eight point two percent beer, by the way. I feel every percent point, every decimal point. Mm. I want to look at the logo for just a second. Sure. As you would expect with a nighttime lager, it's got some cool font. And ale. It's all very dark. Sorry, ale. Yeah, sorry. Fear of the dark is the thing. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Um, 8.2%, like you said, but what's the deal with the little dog with the sunglasses? sunglasses on. Doesn't really fit the mold of every, the logo or the tagline, fear the dark. And then fear there's the your gold box. Yeah, gold box. Was there any explanation on the, uh, on the old website there? No, I see. So that basically their tagline on the website is kind of like daytime's big, dark and scary sidekick. This ale is packed full of highly roasted malts, then bitterly balanced with fistfuls of the dankest hops. Not for the lunch crowd or the faint of heart. And what I want to really call out, maybe I'll take a picture of this, or people will go to lagunitas.com slash beers slash nighttime. It has pair with suggestions. We don't have a parable or terrible, but it's just, it looks like a Trump tweet or something. <laughs> it says, get some. Dot, 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 and then capital S, sour cream and onion chips with some dip, man, period, comma, some beef jerky, some peanut butter, some haagen ice cream, a whole lot of chocolate, and it just keeps going. Eventually, it says graham crackers and all cra- all craps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that almost- Very strange. What's going on like there? some ESL stuff going on there. ESL? English is a second language. Oh, well, I'm just saying it's like a misunderstanding of common uh, punctuation and things. I thought it was kind of going for like the drill tweet. Like they is were. Is that doing what that it's? Well, purpose. drill is arguably. Well, sure. That would be. That's a someone falling ass backwards into brilliance. <laughs> There's like the New Yorker <laughs> was writing about how poetically. <laughs> anyway, let's get off drill tweets. Um, yeah, that was. We had to erase that from the history of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well. Drill. This is going to go into lore of the show. We won't explain it further. Yeah. If if people want to know, send us your tweets at Cold Cans Podcast. Get at us, and we'll tell you more about the influence at Drill had on the show. Anyway, Lagunitas Can I, Nighttime Ale. Go ahead. Yeah, let me read a little bit of copy they have about Nighttime in particular. It says something, it starts by saying there are two kinds. There is the daytime kind, which is bright and welcoming, and then there is the nighttime kind, which should never be confused with the daytime <laughs> <laughs> nighttime is dark well, it's and not deep, the 
and may take you to unexpected places, places that daytime cannot. But then the nighttime is not suited for ordinary life and ordinary tasks. In fact, nighttime may be the answer for that sort of thing. Meaning that those sorts of things may never get done. Things take time in the nighttime. Things slow down and you can pause, parenthesis. You have to, actually, and parenthesis, and investigate carefully to find that level of objective detachment that is only possible under the spell of the nighttime. Seek the day, but fear not the nighttime. I went on a roller coaster there. I know. I th- brilliant I think or I insane? Ended at brilliant. It's okay. Not insane. Okay. <laughs> like that's beer copy on a website. I know. And also, every one of those nighttimes it is a little poetic. Is camel case capitalized, so the N and the T. It's one word, but the N and the T are capitalized. Yeah, like it's a, this whole, whole other entity. Yeah, there's like the daytime know and of. the nighttime. Yeah, yeah. There's something new. That's kind of good. <laughs> some no, I, I do shit. like it. I mean, I do like it. There's yeah. some weird weird sentence structure, and that was the first time I had read it, so it's not like I knew how to pace it out, but I like it. I do, too. Is that some of the best copy that we've read? I think so. I'm torqued. Well, well some... <laughs> Like every episode, we have to d- describe whether or not <laughs> Nick has an erection. Uh, I think we really liked the... Torqued could mean anything. You don't have to tell him. <laughs> Come on. I think Old Rasputin had good copy, but this is better than that. This might take the copy champ. Yeah, Hashtag the copy, copy cup. Champ. Copy cup. <laughs> Hashtag copy had, cup. Yeah, what else had good copy? Line and Kugels isn't bad. Yeah, in the Swivelhead Red, they shoot... Swivelhead Red, yeah, the whole lure... Like invented lore of it, mm-hmm. but nothing is like fucking poetic and kind of dark. This is good stuff. Yeah, it was good. What do you think about the beer, by the way, too? Yeah, because um, it's really good. I like it. It's, it's strong, the right level of bitter too. Like you know, you're drinking something for sure. Totally, eight point two percent, seventy four IBU, and it's still, yeah, it's got some punch there, but like, it's not challenging. It's, mm-hmm. but it's I want it. A bit. I'm rope a in this beer. Punch me more. <laughs> the, the the a beer with a 74 IBU and 8.2 ABV has no business having this le- <laughs> this level of sessionability. Ooh, and this does, and I'm here to say. Uh, but I one of the are things, we going to start a rap? No, is that I'm not what was going to happen? I wasn't okay. going to start a rap. The, one of the things in this the paragraph that you read talking about the stuff you do during the daytime and the nighttime. Yeah. What's like, I th- what you brought this up before the show, let's maybe mm. dive into some of our nighttime routines. It's like, yeah, the sun goes down at 4.30, you're coming home from work, you're a little pissed off because of that. You drop your your your, your briefcase or your backpack down in the front door, then what? Like, what what is your nighttime, what's your goal? Well, it, your first decision when you come in is, am I hungry or not? And then you got to eat Obviously. something. You got to get something in that gut. Obviously. So sometimes if I'm hungry and it's not quite dinner time yet, but you got to eat, then I'll have I'll have some chips and salsa and eat way too much of it. Have a gut ache. Won't be able to eat dinner until around nine thirty. Not but that's, dinner time. Remember, there are two kinds: dinner time and breakfast <laughs> and time. supper time. Oh yeah, breakfast. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay, so normal routine. I'll get home, eat. Eat dinner around seven thirty or so, somewhere in that range, between seven and eight most nights, and then I like to like start to wind down. I'll have some tea. West Coast boy, by the way, eight o'clock dinners. <laughs> Midwest listeners. Okay, you. Represent. Yeah, I was gonna say you. 
Oh my God. I'm a 536 eats, boy. Yeah. Eats dinner at 530. Unbelievable. Okay. So you eat dinner at 738 o'clock. You know how famished your body will be in the middle of your sleep if you're going to eat that soon before no you go way to bed? To let the metabolism do you eat do something before thing. you go to bed? Are you um, a morning pooper? Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. Pretty much. Like first thing when you wake up? Yeah. I get up. Maybe sometimes it takes me walking Douglas around the block. Mm. Douglas gets it out and daddy gets it out. <laughs> yeah. But the visual cue for your sphincter. I, we've talked about your this. Colon. If we're just going to go on a brief tangent about dinner schedules, uh, I'm a light breakfast boy, usually extremely light, maybe less than like two, 300 calories, just like a granola bar or something. I'm just not hungry in the morning. Sure. And then decent sized lunch. But I would, I would, if I was just letting my body fuel it, do a thousand calories. Eat, I'd eat burgers and fries. Like I want that at lunch. But I know that if I eat that shit, I'm just going to not get through the rest of the day. Right. Um, and then usually that leads to a really big dinner. But because I eat the small breakfast, small lunch, I want the dinner early. I eat a big dinner and I'm satisfied till bed. And I go to bed. Nice. So good for you. I honestly, it's a thing of like, if I eat that early, I know I'm going to get hungry before I go to bed. And then I'm playing with the, you know, go to sleep or eat something. Sure. Uh, gamble. It's, That's it's always a been a big question in my mind. If you're simultaneously tired and hungry, what do you do? Like you're tired enough where you could go to bed, but you're also hungry enough where you probably need to eat something. But you could still fall asleep. Then I would fall asleep. You would go to sleep? I wouldn't eat something. I don't like eating late, late, late at night. Okay. I'm not a midnight snack. You're heartburn boy? You get a little heartburn? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, got a, I got a Costco-sized thing of Tums next to my bed stand <laughs> that tells the story. Okay, so it's 8 o'clock. You ate. Let's get back to your nighttime routine. You okay, ate nighttime at routine. Yeah, eat food where food's over. Yeah. Um, it sounds like food's almost never over, though. That's true. It's always on the mind. Yep. And it's always on <laughs> my mind. What song is it's that? It's always on my mind. Isn't it? I'm not going to do any more. Keep going. Always on my mind. Always on my mind. That's it. Okay. Keep going. Uh, uh, eight o'clock. Food's on the mind, but you're past it, baby. I ate. Yeah, I ate. So then I'll have some tea. I'll get the electric kettle going with some tea. Very fast heat up. Very fast boil. I'll have some herbal tea, of course, not, you know, caffeinated tea. And Naturally. It depends on if, I, if I'm if i in the mood to either, like, watch something, watch a TV show. Because I can't Binge do watch movies these days. I can't do a movie. I'm sure it's on air we've long. talked about our theory of three, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We okay. did. It's not even that it's, like, bad. It's, like, it's almost too long. Sure. I hate that my brain does that, but it's, like, I can watch, you know, a half-hour TV episode, maybe two of them. But and then I'm done. I can't watch a two-hour movie. Yep. Um, and then I get into bed around ten thirty, and I read for about thirty to forty-five minutes, and then Nerd. I then I then I go to sleep, and I get a solid eight hours in usually. So that's like your relaxation night. And there's some nights where you're doing this shit and stuff. So or, you, yeah, so you have projects still too, or you're tying one on. Right. That's what I didn't say. I guess between the time of watching something and hitting the sack. <laughs> okay okay no there's been enough of that in this episode i will i will either write some stuff or catch up on a little bit of work because sometimes at night i can get into a, a zone and i like very efficiently complete work the flow state baby the flow state and, flow um, and state farm <laughs> state farm right so you so you're you're feeling 
torqued up at night and you want to get some work done. I like being sort somewhat flexible at night, but I also like like being you got a schedule and it's 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 time for this. You know, there's something sacred about having oh, the schedule. I couldn't disagree more with that for night. Because but my having day is a so governed by that. Gotcha. I, I personally see, and I'm the opposite because I work remotely, oh, okay, and so I, sure. I'm like always, you know, nothing so is set for structure. Yeah, sure. But I don't mind the flexibility, like you said. It's nice. Yeah. Whatever. What does my whim call me to? Sure. What is my depression pushing me into? <laughs> Should I eat this entire thing of Oreos? Why? Yes, I will. <laughs> and do a review. Follow my at at NP30 or whatever your thing is. No, that's unpatriot. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I, I, I take a similar type of relaxation night like that, but I do like to leave it more up to a whim. I day, I schedule it so structured. I try to do everything, get to a point where like I can do whatever I want at night. And sometimes it is to get into like, I'll do some writing or something, but other times I want to kind of turn the old mind off and maybe I'm like you. I don't really like watching fucking movies at this point, but like watch TV show. Spend time with my wife and think about eating and do a lot of eating. But I do like an Epsom salt bath. Mm. What do we? What is this show? Come? What are we talking about? I, yeah, we're we're like lifestyle gurus now <laughs> instead of beer reviewers. Well, I'll tell you what reviewers. we did. We we got through this this beer and like. <laughs> just take out the trash. That bag that's another nighttime. Yeah, it's another nighttime thing. I do sure, is take chores. out the trash. <laughs> sure, people are enthused. I think so, people do like people are genuinely interested. I'm interested in like what people's normal nighttime routine. Oh sure. Is. How often do you know that? You it's know true. about someone. It's true. You know what their daytime routines yeah. are. They fucking go to work, but at night I'm watching them live stream their daytime routines. But they yeah. shut off the stream at night. Yeah. Keep that periscope on, baby. We should, <laughs> it should, everything should be the Truman Show. Um, let's get. Back By the to way, the beer. have you seen? Oh, go ahead. That Jim Carrey documentary on Netflix. Funny you should Jim say. Jim and Andy. In that, I saw it with you at, <laughs> at what one thirty in the morning. Couple yeah, nights the night ago. of our Lagunitas Brewery tour. That's true. It all comes together. We went out on some some brewery tours. We came back. We looked at each other oddly at an Uber and said, "Should we do a nightcap?" And then we you went to your apartment and we watched the Jim Carrey documentary on Netflix. It's wonderful when he played Andy Kaufman. We ate a Safeway pizza and it was bad. It was bad. Grocery store pizza that late at night. This wasn't what you think it's going to be. I know. I should just gone frozen. Yeah, it was a bummer. Uh, let's get back to the beer, Nick. So Lagunitas nighttime. Uh, like you didn't really even comment on the taste. You said it's a little bit bitter. Like, did you enjoy it though? Is this a beer that you? Yeah, I like it a lot. It has and a I like ability. Something has... that gets me drunk. Yeah, it has that exactly. It has the the alcohol percentage, the sessionability. Uh, was this a pricey beer? So this is a um, this is one I Venmoed you for. So it was six bucks for a this tall one. So we each paid three bucks for what eleven ounces of beer. Eleven ounces. That's not bad at all. Not bad. So actually, reasonably priced. Uh oh, my my ranking senses, my spidey senses are tingling. Mm. <laughs> the value, oh, the value, the sessionability, the alcohol content, the taste, don't do it. flavor profile, don't do it. the marketing, the best copy we've ever read. Is there one way to lift us out of the doldrums and depressions of seasonal affective disorder and into a good mood than to get to the rankings? All right. Beer Advocate score is 4.1 out of 5, which is exceptional. Exceptional beer advocate. Oh, I'm I'm in my seat and I can't keep still. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to shout it out. 
I want to tell the world. Well, where do you want to rank this beer, Joe? Well, I think the only appropriate way would be to read the rankings from bottom oh, to top. Oh, that's where you're going to. I thought you were going to do a bit where you're going to shout, a new number one. I was going to do that bit. Oh, but, but now you're doing it like you wanted to read the rankings instead. Because I was going to do the new number Jesus one at the top. Christ. We'll edit all this out. Let me do the rankings. Smirnoff Ice, O'Doul's, Not Your Father's Mountain Ale, Olympia, Milwaukee's Best Premium, Schlitz, Budweiser, Miller Lite, Miller 64, Michelob Ultra, Coors Light, Molson, Scheffenhofer, Hefeweiss, and Grapefruit Beer, Rolling Rock, PBR, Eyinger, Palisades Pineapple, Tecate, Heineken, Blatz, Sierra, Sierra, Nevada, Sierra Nevada, Torpedo <laughs> Extra IPA, Liney's O, Rainier, Crikey IPA, Blue Moon, Hoogarden, Samuel Adams, Boston Lager, Kona Longboard, Deschutes, Swivel Head, Red, Old Rasputin, Rodenbach, Grand Crew, <laughs> damn it, I missed one, Elysian, Night Owl, Pumpkin Ale, Spotted Cow, Session Premium Lager, and by golly, do I have to say it, our new number Lagunita's nighttime ale. What do you think? Is it up there? Don't bring me down. My ears are ringing, and I don't really know what which way is up at this point. But I, again, I don't care. Let's put it at number one. <laughs> but all the qualities. I don't hit disagree. The, I marks, don't disagree. Right? Yes. High ABV, high IBU, high flavor, high. It gets me through the depression. Of winter time, good copy. Because we all know how bad the good copy. Yeah, that might set it over the top. I'm not depressed anymore. Instead, I'm drunk. <laughs> Listeners, our new number one. <laughs> The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 